1: Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. Please remember to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. All right, we're still looking at the fallout from Monday's failure by the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley to reach a long-term contract agreement. Barkley, obviously, will be on the franchise tag if and when he chooses to sign it. And uh, here to help me discuss more of the fallout and what might come next is is Patricia Traina of Locked On Giants and Giants Country. Patty, it's been a while. Thank you for uh, for hopping on and I uh, hope oh, things are well.
2: Always, Ed. Always happy to a,
1: hop on with you. All right. So, so hey, Saquon Barkley. When I, th- I think you and I both probably thought that a deal would get done. I know I thought a deal would get done, and I I figured that we're talking maybe three years. Maybe if if they had to go four, but really the fourth year is a dummy year of whatever. But I thought. I thought we were probably looking at 3 years 39 million first 2 years guaranteed which put it around 26 million something that landed in between Derrick Henry's guaranteed money and Christian McCaffrey's guaranteed money and and it sounds like the Giants never went anywhere close to that. I'm a little bit I guess that surprised me a little that they wouldn't go even to to that number.
2: Yeah, it surprised me too because I, I think you and I talked about that actually, and it just made sense because look, everybody was reporting guaranteed money, but there's a difference between fully guaranteed and guaranteed signing, and I was looking at the fully guaranteed money because that's what's most important. That's the money that a player gets regardless if he's on the roster, regardless of what circumstances befall him. So, you know, I thought for sure that oh you know Bijan Robinson who's a rookie and has his entire rookie year contract guaranteed i thought oh Saquon's definitely going to get at least you know more than that the 22 million that was reported is just slightly more than what Bijan Robinson's 21.9 million uh fully guaranteed is so i thought oh they they got to give him more than that i was surprised though um maybe in retrospect i shouldn't have been surprised because the running back market as you know has tanked And, you know, people will say, well, you know, Saquon has been the offense for the Giants. He's been the face of the franchise. And I think what the the argument that gets lost is that that was with a different regime, a different coaching. Exactly.
1: That was with Dave Gettleman who overvalued, who overvalued Saquon, you know, by taking him second and trying to, to, to,
2: built him work into a the rebuild offense.
1: around tr- basically they tried to start a rebuild with a running back right. which which right. wasn't going to work simply right. be, they weren't going to be good enough early enough with mm-hmm. with Saquon it just wasn't going to work that way and I was shaking my head this morning trying to figure out exact how much money would Dave have paid <laughs> Saquon at this point
2: <laughs> That for- deal would have gotten done Four, if four, I, I really believe if Dave had been the GM, that deal would have gotten done. Yeah, I
1: I, I keep I keep coming back to four and sixty with like thirty five million guaranteed or something. Saquon would have been very very happy. Well,
2: look at what he paid. didn't he give McCaffrey that contract? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't yeah, he, he the Panthers GM?
1: He might so, have been when that was signed. I you, think you he might, was. You, you might. I'd have to go back and look at when the uh, at, at how the dates match up. But but Dave would have paid Saquon very, very handsomely. But, uh-huh. you know, when, when push comes to shove, Joe Shane is not Dave Gettleman. No. And and I think that the the thing that I wrote about on Tuesday morning at Big Blue View, others have written about it. I know Jordan Renan mentioned it at ESPN. Ralph Vacchiano wrote about it at Fox Sports is the idea that not coming to a contract agreement is sort of the beginning of the end for Saquon as a Giant. That doesn't mean he won't play for the Giants in 2023. I don't see him playing for anyone other than the Giants in 2023. But the idea, the romantic idea that Saquon has talked about being a Giant for life and John Mara talking about him being a Giant for life Maybe it's not completely out the window at this point, but I think it took a big blow this week.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. I mean, Saquon, I mean, look, you've been around Saquon as, as I have, and I don't know what you think about him, but he's an intelligent young man, but he's also a very sensitive young man. And you get the impression... That he cares about his perception, how people perceive him. Absolutely. Case in point, when he was talking at that camp a few weeks ago, he was concerned that people were perceiving him as greedy, and that bothered him. So, if that bothered him outside perception, what is internal perception by the Giants? You know, that that he's not good enough to to close the gap another one or two million, as was reported by the New York Post. What do you think he's 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 possibly feeling? And then I think I had heard that, you know, back during the bye week when, you know, they didn't reach a, an extension then, he was down. You know, he was dejected a little bit. And some people say that that actually affected his performance. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know a couple people mentioned that. It so could have. Sa- yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, so
2: Saquon does care about perceptions. And, you know, I, I'm not going to... Ding a guy for that. I you know, that's I think that's a nice quality, but sometimes in the business world, you've just got to say, look, it is what it is, which he said, of course, I know, but and just, you know, move on. You you can't sit there and dwell and pout, oh my God, I didn't get paid, I didn't get this, I didn't get that. Life isn't always fair. And but- sometimes you just gotta take what's there to to be had.
1: Patty, it's still $10 million that you and I would love to have.
2: Well, it's $10 million. But see, Ed, here's the other thing with Saquon, with all due respect to him. He's taken a huge gamble here. Because what happens? Okay, he stayed healthy last year. Great. All right. What happens if this year he finally comes in and blows out a knee, God forbid, or God forbid suffers a high ankle sprain and misses time? Guess what? He just... Flushed his opportunity for bigger earnings right down the tubes.
1: Right, absolutely. So I and don't
2: understand the thinking, and 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 none of like not that.
1: the thinking of him not signing a deal.
2: The thinking of him not accepting the deals that right. were on the table. I mean, they were reported. There was one reported thirteen and a half, I think, up to fourteen. I mean. What was wrong with that deal? Right, with I mean we don't know the guaranteed money, but what was wrong with that? Now you're going to play on 10.1 million, so you just cost cost yourself. You know, you just cost yourself potentially four million per year. And even with the Giants' best offer, this last offer, which was reported 11 million per year, you still cost yourself three million per year. So you mean to tell me that the two sides couldn't come down and 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 you know meet up after you just cost yourself money by rejecting the other offers? I found
1: it interesting that the Giants hit a point where they wouldn't move. I mean, Joe Shane had talked about a walk-away number, and obviously he hit that walkaway number. And I think one of the things that's interesting is if it's that close, if they were that close, John Mara could have very easily said, throw in the other million. You know, throw in the other million in average annual value and guarantee him another million or two and get it done. And I, I was very very interested in the idea that John didn't do that. He he stepped aside and he just and he didn't and he didn't say, "We're going to close that gap. It's too close. I have to have this player."
2: I think that that's a credit to John because you know, look, a lot of Giant fans always cr- uh, accuse John of interfering. And John said what did he say when when he hired Joe Shane? Do you remember? That he, he said, was going to let this
1: he was going to let joe let run, run it his way
2: with the head coach and this you know, was time, this was a big head coach was this
1: was a huge litmus test for that and i know mm-hmm. that i know it it's going to hurt john personally like it hurt him when the giants lost odell beckham it's yes. going to hurt him personally if and when saquon barkley wears another uniform
2: absolutely but, but john stepped aside and he let joe and and, and I don't know how much Brian Dable had to do with this. I don't think he had much to do with this particular negotiation, but he let Joe handle it. If you're going to hire somebody to run your football team, and now all of a sudden you're going to micromanage that person and pick and choose when you get involved. Now, do I believe that John Mayer might've had a conversation with with um, Saquon at some point to, to, to reiterate, Hey, listen, we want you, we want to want to make this work. I do believe that that happened. You know, I do believe that that Shane had conversations with with uh, Barkley himself, not just the agents, but, but with Barkley to say, "Listen, here's where we're at. This is what we can do. This is what we want to do. Can you work with us under these parameters?" I do think that there was that transparency, but at the end of the day, sometimes you know, depending on who's on your ear, and you know, Barkley added to his representation, as as we both know, unusual in that he went to a different agency not adding another agent from the same, you know, from Rock Nation, which is where Kim Ali, his primary agent was, was based. So just sometimes it depends on who's in your ear and who's giving you what kind of advice and you know, it, from what I know, I, I just think that Saquon maybe was given some bad advice in in this whole process and, and it's a shame, but we'll see if it works out in, in, in the long run.
1: It's interesting that you talk about Saquon and bad advice, Patty. It's something that I wanted to get into a little bit. There's been the narrative, the impression that, you know, as you said, why didn't he take the, the deal back at the bye week? Why didn't he take the deal, you know, back in the spring before the franchise tag? The The average annual value is higher, you know, was higher on those deals than than the last one that was on the table, at least reportedly, you know, if we can trust the numbers that that we've heard, and having been around Saquon a little bit, and as you said, you know, he's very sensitive to what's written and said about him. I remember how much he bristled a year ago about the uh, about the criticisms of his running style. I remember asking him about something that had been written in ESPN about his running style. And he practically bit my head off. Just, and it wasn't my writing. I just asked the question and he practically bit my head off, but uh, at least he answered the question. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it turned into one of his rants about, you know, being tired of, of what people said about him and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But but I've thought about this a lot over the last few months. I don't know, Patty, if it's bad advice, as you said, and I don't know if it's misreading the situation or misreading the Giants. I just wonder if Saquon looked at this and looked at the market. He knew what the running back market was. He knew things were were depressed in the running back market. I just have this idea that he had it in his head that I'm Saquon. I'm twenty-six. I'm the second overall pick in the draft in two thousand and eighteen. This isn't going to apply to me. I'm gonna rise above this and get the money that I want. This this whole market thing isn't going to apply to me. I've just i I wonder if I wonder if you had that same impression.
2: Oh, I absolutely did. You know, sometimes players, you know, they talk about, I'm going to get with my advisors or my family or my team. Well, your family is never going to say anything bad, anything disparaging about you, your team whom you are paying is probably not going to give you the full truth. They're going to sugarcoat stuff. So I think that, you know, whoever was advising Saquon regarding these deals badly misjudged the market badly, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, Absolutely. and look when Ezekiel Elliott got cut, that should have been your first clue. All right. Then Dalvin Cook gets cut. That should have been your next clue. When, um, what's his name? Miles Sanders signed for what? 6 million a year. That should have been a clue. You know, I, I mean, had, how many, how many clues do you need to understand that the market just, it doesn't care who you are. You know, it's, Patty, it's-, it's not there.
1: It's funny, I had Mike Garofalo of NFL Network on the podcast back in the spring. This was right around the, uh, it was actually before the franchise tag was given to Barkley. And Mike basically said, you know, what is Saquon doing here? Look at the market, look at what Mm -hmm. other people are being offered, and look at what Saquon's being offered. And the Giants are being more than fair they're mm-hmm. they're offering Saquon Barkley basically double what any other running back in the market mm-hmm. is is being offered. So to me that says yeah, we respect you Saquon. Yeah, we want you here. We can't give you Christian McCaffrey money. You know, it's just not smart for us to do that. But this is really in the market the way it is now. I thought that you know, the Giants giving him the the kinds of offers that they gave him were were actually pretty fair.
2: I thought so, too. But, you know, what we don't know is what was the guaranteed money? That was that to me was the sticking point. I am convinced that was the sticking point. And I said all along, the guaranteed money has to start at 22.1, which is the sum of the two franchise tags this year and next year. So when I, when nineteen was 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 reported or nineteen five I think was initially reported, I was a little surprised, and I was also surprised that twenty two was reported and here's why because you go back and you look at what did they do with Daniel Jones and what did they do with say Saqu- um, I'm sorry, with Dexter Lawrence They gave those two the the sum of the franchise tags at at their respective positions plus a little extra on top, so I went in. And I know on radio spots that I did leading up to the, you know, to Monday's deadline, I said, I think if the Giants somehow get the number for fully guaranteed money between what Derrick Henry is earning, which is about 25.5, and McCaffrey, which is 30. So I figured between 26 and 27.5, if they got the number somewhere in there, then, you know, deal. Well, that's so what I was a really little surprised.
1: Right. I that's what I figured as well. I figured that it's a no brainer to get a deal done. If they get to 26, I was a little surprised like you when I heard the 19.5 number, but then I thought, no, this is the way negotiations go in the NFL. And what Joe's done here is he's parked at 19.5 and he's given himself room to maneuver in the last 24 to 48 hours up to the number that he's willing to go to. Right. Cuz cuz if he if if he was to sit there and and offer 23 million in guaranteed money 2 or 3 weeks ago and Saquon was still going to say no. Right. Cuz then Saquon was going to push for 27, 28, whatever and and Joe obviously wasn't going to go there. But yeah, I was a little surprised that that the Giants weren't willing to go a little bit beyond the derrick henry number especially when you consider i know how the market is patty i know all of that but derrick henry signed that deal in 2020.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and how many times has the cap gone up since then so i was a little surprised that they didn't go to 26 but let's let's spin forward a little bit we're not going to see saquon in training camp. We're not going to see him in the preseason. I think we're going to see him sometime between August 26th, the last preseason game, and September ten, the first regular season game. He's going to make all kinds of bluster about sitting out games and sitting out the season and, 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 and all of that stuff. And to me, that's all smoke. That's all nonsense. That's all well, gee, you know, I'll I'll sign the tag if you guarantee me that you won't tag me again, but I don't see Saquon giving up, you know, five hundred and sixty thousand dollars a week by sitting out games. I just don't see it. But yeah, the the long term question is, or at, let's let's really say the the, the short term twenty twenty three question is. How does this affect the Giants prep for the season? How does this affect the locker room? And, and I'll just I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to I was going to yeah. throw in something that I thought, but I'll, I'll I'll let you go first here. Go ahead. Yeah, you know,
2: it's interesting. I wrote this on Giants Country. First off, you know that the questions are going to come probably on a daily basis.
1: From you and, uh, me and everybody to else. The coaches,
2: not just to, to the coaches, but to the players. Absolutely. The questions are going to be there and you know dable's not going to let it become a distraction but here's the thing if you're in that locker room and you're saying to yourself my gosh this guy is a respected leader the organization supposedly loves him they you know he's been a top marketing face for this team and this is what happens that's to me i, I would question and i don't know maybe that's a question for shane when when we get him next week uh, as part of the opening presser that to me, you've, I think it's a fair question, you know, were you concerned about the message you sent to the locker room with the negotiations? Now, maybe for all we know that the numbers were reported, weren't totally accurate. Maybe Shane's going to, you know, we'll shed light on it. I doubt it, but you do have to take that into consideration. And I think it's a valid question. So, you know, then again, you might have players who are mature enough to say, well, you know, it's business the running back market, you know, it's not like Saquon got singled out, you know, Josh Jacobs didn't get a deal, Tony Pollard didn't get a deal. You know, as I mentioned before, Zeke got cut, Dalvin Cook got cut, Sanders didn't get paid. So maybe guys say, "All right, well, you know, that's just stinks, you know, you're running back, you don't get paid. It stinks." But, "Hey, I'm a left tackle or hey, I'm a quarterback or a defensive tackle and I got paid, you know." I don't know how that's going to affect things, but I would imagine I, I, or I should say, I think it's a valid question to ask if there is a concern that perhaps how these negotiations, you know, what leaked out, whether it's accurate or not, is there a concern that maybe it sends a bad message to the locker room?
1: Yeah, I think that you know Dave Gettleman used to say that everything that you say, every move that you make impacts the locker room and you always have to consider you know the the message that it sends to the room not that Dave read the room very well but at least he was aware of that fact and I I think what Joe's going to do if you ask him that question is he's going to point to the money that he just paid Dexter Lawrence and he's going to point to the money that he just paid Daniel Jones and he's going to say you know, don't tell me that I'm not willing to negotiate with our guys and don't tell me that I'm not willing to pay big money to our guys. It just didn't work out in this case. What I, what I believe Patty is that it, it becomes a question, you know, you get guys will get tired of answering the Saquon question in training camp and all of that. But for me, it doesn't become a real issue for the Giants, unless Saquon Barkley decides to sit out week one. If he decides to sit out a week or two, just, you know, because he's pouting or because he wants to make his point or, or whatever, if he decides to sit out a week or two, I wonder if if he's going to start getting the side eye from guys in the locker room and I wonder if he's going to start losing some of that support that you know he has in the locker room. You know, as a leader and a beloved guy. Because if he does that, then he's affecting the other guys in the room. Then he's yeah. affecting their chances to win. And mm-hmm. I think that's when it becomes a real issue is if he were to decide to sit out games
2: um mm, it could it could i mean i think a lot of his teammates are going to be sympathetic towards him but you know and then you know some guys might say well i could have played better or i could have picked up the slack so you know I, i'm not so sure that that's going to become a you know a wildfire in that locker room but that but it's, being said the whole it, thing's you know, a risk the potential's there yeah right absolutely. the whole thing
1: is the whole thing is the whole thing is a risk and it and and the potential is there, whether it's guys losing faith in the front office or guys, you know, being divided on how they feel about Saquon in some way, shape or form, you know, there, there's, there's potential there for this to go sideways.
2: Yeah, there, there is. And, you know, let's hope that's not the case, Mm -hmm. but it, it could go, you know, crazy. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. I, really thought they would get it done i was encouraged when they added caa you know a lot of people ask me oh my god is it too many cooks in the kitchen and my response was well the cook that was in the kitchen wasn't getting the meal out on the table so maybe sometimes you need you know a little extra help Mm -hmm. but you know it is what it is and we don't know all the details that's the thing we can only go by what's reported
1: and we never will
2: yeah and we we probably never will
1: patty you know the the other thing the other thing before we before we wrap it up, I just wanted to ask, we talked about beginning of the end for Saquon. And the way that I look at it, if they weren't going to give him a long-term deal now, if they couldn't reach an agreement on a long-term deal now, I would not be optimistic that they would be willing to do that or able to do that a year from now, I think that's going to be very difficult. I mean, unless Saquon has an MVP caliber year, and it just becomes we have to. I mean, you're talking about a guy with another year of tread on his tires. Um, the whole, you know, and the Giants still holding the franchise tag hammer. So, I it push comes to shove, it you, you hate to see it, but it wouldn't shock me if the 2023 season is the last year for Saquon as a giant, just because I, I I don't know how they get a deal done a year from now.
2: Yeah, it's going to be tricky. It definitely is. Now you've got some bruised feelings, as I said. And I think if, you know, it's, if the, the franchise tag this year isn't negotiated to include a clause that says, don't tag me again next year and the giants turn around and tag him again next year. oof, that's that's going to make for an ugly scenario. I think, Um, you know, and and quite honestly, I don't know if the giants would be able to tag him again next year. Anyway, they're going to have Xavier McKinney to, to deal with um, possibly Leonard Williams, if they decide to re-sign him. So they're going to have some other guys they've got to take care of, you know, Andrew Thomas is on, on the fifth year option, but they're going to obviously want to extend him um, so that he doesn't have to play on that option year. So yeah, I could see it being sticky. Definitely.
1: All right, Patty. Well, on the uh, on the flip side, we've got a few days before training camp. I will see you next week. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the Giants on the field. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll have some we'll have some fun things to talk about instead of all this contract stuff.
2: Exactly. Amen.
1: All right. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for hopping on, Patty, as always. Uh, You got anything? Anything special cooking in the last few days before camp?
2: Yeah. So over at Giants Country, we are doing um, Steal a Player in which we go down the Giants opponents list and we talk about which player we would love for the Giants to steal if they could. So we've got that going. We're wrapping up our 90 man training camp preview. I've been doing videos for each guy as well as write ups. We're going to do our position previews leading into training camp. And then over on the Locked on Giants podcast, starting tomorrow we've got a two part series with Nick Filato, um who helped me break down the questions concerns competitions on the offense and then on on uh, Thursday we've got the defense i'm going to then, talk course, to nick gonna i'm going to have
1: to talk to nick about this <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to have to talk to nick about this
2: that's he's my boy
1: you traitor. know i love nick he's a traitor going on nah, your show nah. he's a traitor <laughs>
2: <laughs> no nah, he's not a trader. and then you know one other thing we've got we've got locked on live coming up on thursday i know that's very popular but we have locked on giants live where we do our live show it's going to be me tana and hopefully bad dog the three of us we have a grand old time it's like the three three buddies sitting around on a bar stool talking giants football and then we invite all our listeners to participate via the chat room so that's pretty fun
1: i don't know patty i can see you sitting there with a picture I've actually
2: uh,
1: done it. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, my. All right. Well, on that note, Giants fans, I think we'll wrap it up. Thank you very, very much for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot.